This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 620, How to End Your Frustrations with Reading, with guest Guy Ford. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, our guest will show you why reading isn't necessarily as hard as you think, and he'll make a few book recommendations that you can pull off the shelf and get started with today. Our guest today has been teaching English since 2009. He worked in Moscow for three and a half years and then moved back to England to start teaching online in 2013. He loves his job because he gets to talk with people from all over the world, and in his spare time, he makes electronic music. Now let's welcome our guest today, Guy Ford. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Guy, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, thanks very much for having me. I'm good, thank you. Good. I'm glad you're here. And you were telling me before that you are a musician. Do you write your own music? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I kind of make um, like I would say house music, maybe techno. And I'm currently working on a live um, set with a friend of mine, a live performance. So that's Ooh, uh, yeah. very cool. Does that help you as an English teacher in any way in terms of your listening and your being attuned to students' voices? Um, I'm not sure <laughs> about that. I think... Um, I think having an ear for music does help uh, for, to hear mm -hmm. like um, more for students, like um, if they want to mimic a, an accent correctly or a sound, I think it helps if they're a bit musical. Yeah, absolutely. So today, Guy, we're talking a little bit about reading, right? So you had mentioned that you wanted to give our listeners a couple of tips on how to use reading to become fluent. We've talked about it in the last few months with a few other guests, but I'd love to hear your take on reading. And how do you actually use reading in a typical lesson with a student? Well, usually what I do is... Um I give students reading as, as like a homework and then we, mm -hmm. we will check it together unless the student is a bit lower level, in which case I think it can be valuable to get them to read things out and then I can okay. correct pronunciation or something like that. Okay. But I think for our listeners, a big problem with reading is they just get stuck. I mean, they see all these words they don't know and they go to the dictionary and they feel it's overwhelming, like they're climbing a big mountain and hauling bricks up the mountain. It feels like this huge task. Where are we going wrong? And what are three things that we should keep in mind when we choose our own reading material? Okay. Well, that's an excellent question. So, I, I love reading. I come from quite a, a literary like family. I always read a lot when I was a child. So mm -hmm. I want. I think it's 
ideal if students can experience that for themselves just to actually enjoy reading in English. So how, how do you do that? So the first thing to do is know what to avoid. So uh -huh. quite a few students um, maybe pick something like Shakespeare or Dickens and it's yeah. um, just too difficult. I mean, if we take Shakespeare, for example, that's like a different language, really. And mm -hmm. even for native speakers, it's difficult to understand. Dickens is much more what we'd recognize as English, but um, the, the sentences are so long. Um, I looked at um, the Pickwick papers the other day. I looked at the first um, sentence. Would you like me to read it here? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. Just to give you an idea, of, uh, this is one sentence. The, okay. fir the first ray of light which illumines the gloom and converts into Ugh. a dazzling brilliancy that obscurity in which the earlier history of the public career... I mean, actually, that's two lines. It's actually seven lines of this, and it's one wow. sentence. Well, so the words are great. I mean, they're high-level vocabulary words, mm -hmm. but how do we put all those together and understand what's actually going on, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, even like for me, you know, it's difficult to understand. It's just, it's difficult construction. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, exactly. It's too much. Um, so that's my, my first tip is to, to avoid things like that. So that brings us on to the second tip, which is find something you enjoy, you know, something you actually get pleasure from. So maybe if you have an interest in a certain genre, you can find something in that genre. And yeah. really... I think it's good to use reading to reinforce what you know rather than trying to learn more from it. So, for example, if you're studying English uh, and mm -hmm. you're studying different grammar points, I used to find this in Russian, so when I was studying it, okay. you, you maybe you learn a new tense, like say the present perfect. And then if you are reading or if you're exposed to the language, you start to notice it and that reinforces your understanding. So I think it's really good to use reading to reinforce Mm -hmm. not to necessarily learn new things. Oh, interesting. So what do you like to read specifically, Guy? What's your what's your kind of reading of choice? What are you reading right now? Um <laughs> I'm kind of in in between books at the moment. Um <laughs> the last book I read was actually um The Treasury of the Sierra Madre by um W.B. Traven. I might have got the first initial Okay. One. I don't um, know that, but yeah, no. But um, when I was growing up, though, I I really loved Tolkien, uh, The Lord of the Rings, uh, The Hobbit. I read those mm. over and over. Okay, yeah. okay. But would you say that, for example, The Lord of the Rings would be a good recommendation for our listeners, or not so much because it's that advanced vocabulary? What do you think about that title? Yeah, uh, probably not so much. I mean, it's a wonderful book. Um, but probably you have to be quite advanced to really get into it. Something kind of similar, which I would recommend, is Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. um, okay. The, these books, the, this is much more modern vocabulary, and um, the books themselves are really exciting. You know, they keep you turning yeah. the pages. And that's an, mm. another of my recommendations is, maybe don't try to understand every word. As long as you understand the main ideas... Yeah, then, then yeah, we had, yeah, I like that. We had um, Ollie Richards on the show a few weeks ago, and mm -hmm. he was actually also talking a little bit about reading and how to choose the right material. And one of his big ideas is, yeah, don't stop for a word until you actually have seen it, you know, a handful of times, maybe five, six, seven times, because it must be important if you see it over and over. But if you only see it once, don't waste your time. You know, yeah. keep moving and try to keep going and don't try to understand everything you read. 
That's great. That's a great piece of advice. Yeah, I'd really yeah, agree absolutely. with that. Definitely. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so so find something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be your third tip then, Guy? What would you what would you tell us well, to do? Well, we've kind of just mentioned it. I, I would say don't use a dictionary. Um, okay, this is kind of what we just mentioned. But you know, obviously, don't not use a dictionary if you really want to find a word. Actually, what you just said, this advice from Ollie is perfect. So, if, if there's a word, I, I think as a native, you know, we come across words that we don't understand, and we we don't really pay much attention we just move on but if it does come up you know six or seven times then it would be worth getting your dictionary out um yeah absolutely i'd just like to recommend so i'm recommended harry potter that's kind of i'd say for maybe strong intermediate or upper intermediate and above for lower levels um i really recommend roald dahl do you know his books yeah. Oh, I know Roald Dahl. I actually, I think I used to read it when I was a teenager. Yeah. 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 Oh, good. So, so the most famous one probably is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, mm. And but he's <laughs> but he's done lots of books, and I know they're they're children's books, but um, I I still read um children's books. You know, I don't yeah. I don't really distinguish. I think they can be great. Okay, so I like that. This is a different piece of advice that we haven't heard yet. So to go ahead and check out children's books like Roald Dahl, Roald Dahl's books. You know, I was watching um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with my niece last weekend, and she loves it. Uh (laughs) She loves the story. It's a great story. These stories, you know, these children's books, they create stories, and and we love stories. As adults, as kids, we love them. I really love the book, The Polar Express. It's probably too too young for our our listeners Mm -hmm. because they're adults, but it's beautiful illustrations and just an enjoyable story yeah yeah fantastic yeah and with um Roald Dahl there are some which are a bit easier like maybe Fantastic Mr. Fox is um maybe the easiest and there's George's Mar- Marvelous Medicine and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory but um there's also one called Danny Champion of the World which is a, a little bit higher level but that's also really wonderful a lovely story I'd highly recommend mm. that Very nice. I love it. And so I'd like to put these recommendations on the blog post. So just to go through them one time, we had Harry Potter, if you're kind of an upper intermediate level learner. Yeah. Roald Dahl. And what was the third one? Um, It was, I think it was mainly just um, those two, Harry Potter and and Roald Dahl. But there's Roald Dahl, there's quite a few ones to choose from that kind of at different levels. So I think you could find one for any level, really. Excellent. I love yeah. it. So, uh, Guy, tell me, how do you use reading within your lessons with students? Like if a, if a listener from Allers English wants to come over and check out your lessons, what will they be doing with you using reading? I and mean, how will you be implementing it with them? Um, so generally, at the moment, what I've been doing is using reading, um, mainly giving it as homework and then using it as a point of discussion, um, discussing mm-hmm. language, dis- discussing the grammar or just the themes of the text. But I'm working on developing, um, I don't know, literature is my passion. So I'm trying to think of um, new ways to integrate it and maybe 
um, help teach writing or just mm -hmm. like analyzing books and um, just seeing how they work and how they okay. function. Yeah. And what kinds of students do you work best with? Like what kinds of goals should they come to you with? Um, I think generally um, my ideal students, so they're kind of maybe slightly not beginner, um, although I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of happy to teach lower levels, but I think students will get more out of my lessons if they're higher level and they're really looking to polish their English, you know, their grammar, their vocabulary, their pronunciation. Okay, yeah. good. Good, good, good. And so you've been teaching for a while online and other places, and now you're on italki. Is that right? How long have you been teaching, Guy? Well, I've been teaching since 2009. Okay, so quite a while. Mm -hmm. Very good. And so you must have some nice success stories there from students who have worked with you. What do they tend to say when they finish working with you? Um, oh, that's a difficult question. But um, I think students, yeah, I've had quite a few... Um, students who've been really quite surprised by the amount of progress they've been able to make through studying yeah. online. And that's really okay. um, rewarding to hear that. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So what's your schedule looking like for this fall? Are you busy? Um, I'm not too busy at the moment. I've got a few spaces available. Yeah. Okay. So if we have listeners who want to work specifically on using some of these books that you've mentioned or other books, and they want to work with you using your reading framework, let's have them go over and work with you. So, Guy, how can our listeners find your profile? Okay, so um, my name is Guy Ford, which is G-U-Y-F-F-O-R-D-E, slightly strange spelling of my surname. And my, um, if you go to italki.com forward slash teacher forward slash 277-1740, and okay. that's my profile. All right. Very cool. Well, this has been good. I think reading is a key piece. And I think that I'm glad that we're getting at this topic quite a bit this fall, guys, because, you know, don't dismiss reading. It is important. It's not just about listening and speaking. We need to implement reading, but we need to do it in a way that we don't lose confidence because that's what it comes back to. I think a lot of students pick up a book, try it, and then they throw it across the room because they lose this sense of confidence. Okay. So Guy and other teachers are here to help you with this. So I want to encourage you to go on over and book a lesson with Guy and give it a try. Don't give up on reading. Very good, Guy. I know we had a couple of technical issues getting started today, but we finally got it going. And thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. All right. Thanks, Guy. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.